So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Written Entertainment Podcast, episode 286 for... Hey, it's Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2021. My name's Nathan Reentspruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. Hey, today's the day that the death rate skyrockets. Now, is that suicide or just, just death in general? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean... You know, some people are uh, some people are depressed, and some people are real mad. That's that's fair. Uh, and we're also joined by Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Don't worry, I'm not mad. I'm just real depressed. Okay, good. We're wait, wait a minute. That's not good. <laughs> don't don't be depressed. Don't 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 do anything. Why didn't I think of that before? Oh my God, Nathan! <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Don't. I was gonna <laughs> say, don't do anything. I wouldn't do. Why don't uh, you just stop being sad? Yeah, just stop it. It's that easy, right? The fuck? Why didn't I just try that? This is great. Have you attempted going for a walk? Have you uh, tried? It's like negative 10 maybe, hour right maybe now. Maybe go for a walk through the woods. Maybe, maybe you should just, just go just go walk off a bri- uh, on a bridge, near a bridge. You should walk near a bridge. Guys, here, here are some great yoga techniques for when you're feeling sad. Uh, you know what the great yoga technique when I'm Did I don't the gas leak I don't in my like house reopen. I don't like that. Might that be. would explain a lot. Yeah, we were talking with Aroa before the podcast, and he's acting a little bit wonky today. Uh, Aroa, where can we find you? And yeah, where can we find you? Let's just ask that for now. All right, fine. Just go to Aroa.website. website. You got all the links. You got the. Uh, did, I, did I put the Pikachu's on there? It's got Pikachu's on there, right? I haven't been uh, there. Oh, websites, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pikachu's. Okay, yeah. It's got all, all right. those links. Cool. And Connor, where can we find you? You just heard it. You could hear you. You, you could find me at Aroa website on the bottom two links. I'm gonna ask Aroa to put my Twitch up there too. I don't Twitch often, but just so it's there. You've been yeah, doing maybe. it more. You've been doing it more lately, and we'll definitely talk about that. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yes. And, of course, you can find me everywhere. I'm on Aroa.website, but you can also find me at Reet and Everywhere, on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, that's 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 me. You just look up Reet and then you find me. Uh, let's start with uh, Cyberpunk Monk. What games have you played this week? I have played Space Station 13. Stop. All right. Aroa. No. <laughs> Uh, I, I I see that you have been streaming that pretty consistently. How are you? Yeah, how are um, you liking it? Which is, it's a great game. It is a sandbox style of immense proportions. I think I've only been addicted to one other game to this extent, and it's a similar game, Else Heartbreak. Uh, oh, Else okay. Heartbreak, I played for like every day for a week straight. Like, and I'm not a happy to admit this but like i wasn't eating or showering or clean i would just go home play go to work sleep and that was like my life um it's not that bad with this but because every session or every shift is like two plus hours um it's really easy to waste your entire day in space station 13 
Yeah, because you just now now how long are the games? Because each session is like a a roguelike thing, correct? A little bit. Um, maybe more like terrorist hunt or something like that. There's X amount of players, and some of them will randomly be selected to be an antagonist, which is like John Carpenter's The Thing, or a nuclear terrorist, or, you know, whatever, vampires. Something is attacking the ship, and it's up to everyone else to find the mystery. I see. And what's your favorite thing to play? Because last week we were talking, you liked Botanist. What uh, do I actually like don't now? even have Botanist on my list of things I play. Right now I'm playing Rancher quite a bit, which is... You make and grow chickies, and you could feed them different chemicals to make different types of chickies. And what I've been doing is I've been going to the head of personnel and being like, hey, could I get access to kitchen because I have chickies coming out of my ears? So then I become backup chef. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So you you grow and murder chickens. And then I kill chickies. And then I make tendies. And everybody loves tendies, but only if they have enough good boy points. This is only something you could do in Space Station 13. I don't know of any other games where you can get that complex. That's true. I, I The only other game I know that has chickens like that uh, is Fable. And they're the crunchy chicks, which are just... You're just eating one bite. Yeah, I don't think you could do that in Space Station 13 unless you have the Matter Eater ability, in which case I think you could eat just about damn near anything. Nice. You should get that. You should get that. I've had it then, before. And then eat the ship. The entire ship. Uh, I, I was playing therapist once and somebody had that ability and he kept coming in. He was telling me it was a game like in VR and I didn't investigate anything. And then engineering comes by. He's like, somebody ate the engine. <laughs> that's nice. I don't think I, that's exactly what they did. I think they ate the wiring going to it or something like that. But we were stopped and without power. I also, I, so I was watching you play and I wasn't really paying attention. I was off doing something else. But then I looked over. And I see you're like, hey guys, pizza's ready. And two pizza. guys, yeah, two guys that leave. Was... Yeah. Uh, I was playing an antag round. The objective is I had a whole list of things that I needed to steal. And in the geneticist lab, they have two computers that allow them to give people like powers or radiation resistance or whatever. And I was sitting in a closet waiting for them to leave so I can go in, steal it, and run. And I was like, okay, this has been a huge waste of time. I go to walk out and somebody's delivering pizza looking for something to cut it with. And I was like, do you have a knife or anything? She's like, nah. I was like, what about a scalpel? She runs to get that. And I'm like, oh my God, it's empty. Clear. It's time. It's time. I run down to geneticics. I'm like, pizza time. Pizza's here. They all go run out to eat. I go run out with them and turn around right when I see the pizza, run back in there, steal the device, and the door shuts behind me. I'm not a geneticist, so I don't have access to open that door. So I hid in another closet inside a geneticist. Guy comes back, he's running so fast that he runs into the wall. It makes an audible banging noise, and he's like, what? Where's my terminal? Yeah, yeah, he stole the console. Security comes by, walks right next to the closet that I'm hiding in, and she's like, I know who did this. And then she accuses the captain, and then the captain got framed. Nice. So It was such a fun... I was, like, in stitches laughing so hard. Uh, These kids think Among Us is special. (laughs) <laughs> this it sounds like you it, it's a game where you can definitely make your own fun absolutely um one time i got I, I signed up halfway through a shift as rancher and i got there and there was a mime in there every one of my eggs had been turned into glass chickens which if you pick up they explode so you can't really grow them they're, they're usually are injected with like lsd or cyanide or something you throw them at somebody to get them high or dead 
so I couldn't do anything. So I talked to the the captain. I was like, this is you know bullshit. I signed up to the shift specifically so I can kind of, you know, be alone and not fuck with other people. And this guy's making it so I can't do my job. He's like, okay, you're janitor now. So I accepted my demotion. Uh, I started cleaning the ship, unlocked my door, grabbed my bucket, came back, and somebody had launched all of my equipment into space. <laughs> so I decided, fuck it. I'm not an Antag, but I'm an Antag now. I had grabbed a pen, and I started writing on every surface of my walls, things, you know, damaged, let me work, haha, whatever. And uh, then I blew up the ranch. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you blew up the ranch. Did you end up destroying the ship? I did not destroy the ship. I destroyed myself, and I destroyed that fucking mime. <laughs> well, that's good. If I can't have chickies, nobody can have chickies. Good. Well, I'm happy that you're enjoying that. Do you have a, a Warhammer Minute? No, I actually have not played Warhammer this week. I did not have a scheduled game. Played Shadowrun. Do you want to do a Shadowrun minute? Uh, it won't take a minute. We did a heist that is the armored transport heist from Payday 2. I picked that up. I put some futuristic slang in front of it, and I dropped it on the table, and we did that for uh, six, seven hours. Well, that's fun. That's nice. Yeah, I've, really never, fun. I've never played Shadowrun the tabletop game. Obviously, I played Shadowrun the Genesis game, but and the shitty, shitty PC game that came out like twelve years ago. But Overwatch before Overwatch, it was such a bad game. Yeah, I I did not enjoy it. But yes, this is why I, you should play Shadowrun Returns if you're looking for a PC Shadowrun game. Yeah, and I I actually kickstarted that, so I played that. It was it was a good game. So we're gonna move on to Aroa. Aroa, what games have you played this week? Uh, so this week I played, uh, some demos that came out, uh, just before the uh, sale happened. Um, and then I also bought a game at full price during the sale because I'm an idiot. Are you um, okay? Are you doing all right? Well, it was only 20 bucks. So, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. Valheim. Valheim is, hey, look, it's a, it's another open world, uh, survival craft em up thing. Um, oh yeah. You know, it's it's like Minecraft, but Vikings. Ha ha. Uh, it's uh, more akin to like some, something like Rust meets Terraria because there's actually a goal for you to complete. Um, and like, you don't have to worry so much about do you have enough water? Do you have enough food? Like you do have to eat, but you only have to eat insofar as if you don't eat your max health reverts down to the base amount which is not much whereas if you eat you get a ton of buffs which actually make you strong enough to go kill things consistently right. um it's pretty it's pretty cool uh the building is it's not bad um but it's a little rough uh just because of the camera angle um i find myself having to like jump on top of walls and things to try to fit my roofs together uh, and some of the pieces don't really seem like they work correctly, particularly corner pieces. Uh, yeah, otherwise, it's really cool. And I like the... Uh, it, it incentivizes very strongly cooperative play and not competitive play. Uh, so there is PvP, but only if you explicitly turn it on. Otherwise, it is purely working together with other people in the PvE environment. And they're only up to ten people on a server. Uh, it's it's pretty cool, and it's uh, the the world itself is procedural, so uh, you can actually 
uh it, like with terraria you can have all of your shit uh on your character and just bring that character between different servers and, and worlds so um if you end up in a world that like you you hit a wall in, you don't have to lose all your progress just because of that oh well that's uh, cool there's a there's a skill system that's kind of similar to like Elder Scrolls 3 and 4 or RuneScape where you know you get better at cutting down trees by cutting down trees you get better at jumping by jumping and that's really satisfying so yeah i really hope time. they i really hope they give you boots of blinding speed haha ha. hey that's a morrowind item yes it is oh okay uh, did you not get that aroa no i did not get that uh, Makes you run super fast, but it turns you blind. Yeah, it's oh, boots a great of item blind because you can cancel out the blindingness and just have boots that make you run hella broken. Can you cancel out the blindedness? Uh huh. Good. That's good. So, did you play anything uh, else? You played... played Jeopardy last night. I, I did play Jeopardy in VR chat last night. Um, my my family and I have been going through uh, playing some game shows in VR the last couple of weeks. Because World of Warcraft is kind of boring now, and uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. I I do a little bit of little bit of production work by changing the camera angles, but I have to do that in real time while I'm also running all of the buttons for like changing the questions and whatnot. Uh, Wheel of Fortune last week did not go so well, particularly because the audio just doesn't work quite right there. Um, yeah, I wish VRChat would let you use the stream camera functionality in desktop mode, but it doesn't. Uh, and so I am having to like very imprecisely maneuver my hands around to do the things, and it kind of sucks. Um, but also, I played the demo for Balan Wonderworld, which is the new game coming from uh, Yuji Naka and uh, another guy. Um, the important thing about those people is that they basically made Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, one of them is the artist who drew all the characters for Sonic the Hedgehog. And the other one is, was the lead programmer and then uh, lead developer on every Sonic game up until Sonic 06. So, um, yeah, pretty exciting that that is going to be a thing, or at least I thought, uh, playing it. I don't understand what the fuck it is. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, have you have you seen it or played it all? I have not, but from just the brief description you told me, it sounds kind of like the clusterfuck that was um, mighty mighty number nine. Yeah. <sighs> so it, it's it's not quite like it's not as rough or quite as rough around the edges. Um, like it, it is a functional game. It feels like a Dreamcast game, which makes sense considering. But it just like I it feels very unfocused. Um, there are eighty different costumes that your little character can wear, but you can only switch between three of them at any one time. Um, and like a lot of stuff is just. It just feels weird and pointless and, and nonsensical. Like there are there are all these characters around in all the levels that are like representative of the life forms that are your costumes. Like they're the original things. Um, 
and they're all doing the same mocap dances. Uh, they they look very uncanny because the motions don't really, they just their proportions and everything just look alien. Um, and they fade away when you get too close to them. I guess because what else are they gonna do? Uh, but every every character that isn't an enemy just fades away when you get too close to them, and it just feels like why are they there? Why why yeah. are they there at all? Uh, it's supposed to be like a puzzle platformer, but there are a lot of costumes that can't jump. Um, like th- there are some costumes that are just like a one-off thing. So like there's a soccer player costume. So you walk over and pick up this costume thing, crystal, uh, and then suddenly you're a, you're just in a soccer outfit, and it's like, oh, okay, so I'll probably like kick the ball and it'll be an attack. But then it turns into kick the ball at the at the the targets, and then yeah. it's a mini game, and it's a really rough mini game. It's just I don't. Now, now, is this game in early access, or was this a demo that you played? This is a demo, but the game, I believe, comes out in, like, a month. Yeah, March 26th. That's plenty of time to iron all that stuff out. It'll be fine. Like, you know you know what? Like, I take back what I said. It, it's it, it's as rough as Mighty Number no. 9, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, that's what it I just was feels, it feels unfinished. It really does. Like... And it's sad because, like, the art direction is fantastic. There's obviously a lot of effort put into making everything look positively incredible. But especially the intro cutscene. The intro cutscene, like, uh, it, like it, my mouth was agape at how incredible it looked. Like, it looked like something that should be in a children's CG movie. Um... And maybe that's like kind of why it's not so appealing to me is because the whole thing seems like it's very much made for like small children. That um, could be it, yeah. Like it, it, it feels a lot like like Nights into Dreams, but with not anywhere near as engaging gameplay. Um. Also, the enemies are all heartless from Kingdom Hearts, so which just uh, came out on Epic Game Store. Which is also funny because it's being published by Squeenix. Yes, exactly. So, like, well, yes. That might have been. No, no. I mean, like, Bell and Wonderworld's being published by Squeenix. Oh, maybe it is. At the end, it's it's a tie-in to Kingdom Hearts. Jesus Christ! That would no, no. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna move on to me. Uh, talked about the oh, games. Wait, I... wait, wait. Oh, wait. No, I, had one, apparently I, had one, not. I had one quick thing. One quick okay. thing. So you remember I had the Bitcoin, right? Yeah, yeah, what happened to it? My wallet finally synchronized. And I had in my wallet 0.019 Bitcoin. That's like $4,000. $900. $900? I, I I did my math wrong. I thought you said 0.1, not 0.01. So, hey, hey, that's still 900 Guess what bucks. I did? Guess what I did? You kept it in there? I sold it in 2014. <laughs> oh, oh, good. So I, I sold, I sold all but point zero zero one Bitcoin, which is like fifty bucks. Yeah, it's still fifty bucks. But hey, so I you found, know a, what? I found fifty bucks on my hard drive. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I kind of, 
It only took 300 gigs of data. Uh, also, it turns out that it can just like process the chunks and then delete it over time. So I just had to, I just had to wait two days. Fine. Yeah. Out. So <laughs> we're going to move on to me. I'm sorry about losing nine or I'm sorry that you lost that money. I mean, you made money, but it would have been in 2014. Yeah, I... It was probably like 300 bucks instead of not even. Yeah. So <laughs> not, I know it was not much. Yeah. So for me, the game that I the games that I had played this week, I started out playing some Hades. Still a really good game. Playing that on my 3070. Uh, shockingly enough, does not tax my 3070 or my 8700K very much. But it's still a very good game. Would highly recommend it. It might be on sale right now because of the lunar sale. And... I would recommend getting it if if you like roguelikes and and action games. I also I started up <clears throat> and I played some Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning that that has been released, re-released. And the combat system isn't great. It's an action combat system, but it feels pretty clunky. The you can tell when you're running around in the world that it is it's wanting to be an MMORPG. Like everything about it is MMORPG type of game, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's it's gets annoying like I'm running around an area and I just look at people with like the exclamation points over their head and just like in an RPG or a MMORPG I'm like, "No, nah, I don't care." I don't care about any of that. I'm just going to go and do the main story. Uh, but I will say that with the game, it has a really good story. Like, there there are side quests in that game that are better than games that, you know, their full main quest. So I, I thought that that was good, and it makes sense that the story would be good because it was written by... now. Is it R.A. Salvatore or Salvatore? I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say it. I always said Salvatore because that's how it's spelled, but it's probably pronounced differently. But, uh, you know, he's the guy who wrote half of the Forgotten Realms books. So he knows... Yeah, those. He, he, uh, Baldur's Gate. Like... Oh. Like all the Baldur's, the books based on Baldur's Gate and D and D, like he wrote those books, so he is one of the one of the most influential fantasy writers in uh, of our time. Like, you know, he's going to be behind, you know, obviously the guy who made Game of Thrones, but George R R Martin is that who it is? Yeah, um, he's going to be behind that guy. I take not that great, but you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever, but. Like I think R.A. Salvatore, to for him to have written the game, like the the story is going to be really good, and I think that it is really good. Uh, it really sucks that Kurt Schilling's a dick. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, Kurt Schilling is the guy who's founded Thirty Eight Studios, and uh, douchebag apparently, giant douchebag. But the the game is still good, and I it's owned by EA now because EA published the game originally then 38 studios died and 
they they absorbed the the game because of the contract that they had. So they ended up with it. They re-released it, and it's a it's a pretty good game. I I'm having fun with it, and hopefully I'll beat it here in a couple of weeks. And another game I played, uh, I ended up buying it on Steam for full price. Uh, Valheim, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything while you were talking about it. Uh, it's uh, it's all right. Like, yes, the building is, it's, I, I think it's bad, but mainly because the pieces just don't click together like they're supposed to. Uh, have you turned on snapping? I thought I did. I, I think it automatically has it on, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I had to like press left bumper a bunch and then it finally like everything fit together kind of okay. Yeah, like I had it, snapping it's finicky. on. Yeah. It's finicky as fuck. I won't, mm-hmm. I won't, well, yeah. Uh, I think I grew a little bored of it towards the end, but that was probably because I was just playing by myself. I would really like to play that game with another person and see if, person or two, and see if it becomes better. Like, because I had to go out and do everything by myself. I'm like, I got to go get some flint. So I had to go down to the river and get flint. And then I was like, oh, man, I got to go get some leather. So I had to go out and, you know, get leather and wood and all that all by myself. I think that if I had a community, like two or three other people, where I was like, okay, one of us is going to go gather wood. One of us is going to go gather stones. Like, we need these items so that we can build up our civilization. I think that would be a lot better working together rather than trying to do it all by myself. Where uh, are you going to find two to three other people to play video games with you, though? I know, right? Like, I, I've it's it's impossible, I think. I think it's impossible to find that many people. I uh, really like video games. Yeah, I know. So, at the end, I was like, I'm going to go summon the... The boss. Did you did you try to summon the boss monster at all? No, I'm still like trying to get enough food to to be useful for any length of time. Oh no, no, I I, I got a lot of food. I played it for three hours, and uh, like I am loaded on meats and stuff, just hanging out, like killing lots of deer. Like my whole goal for the first two hours was I want to make a bow. And once I was able to make a bow, I was just able to fucking slaughter deer left and right and got so much meat out of it. Uh, So I was like, in order to summon the first boss, you have to basically sacrifice. You have to have two deer heads that you put on his altar. And then he, he comes and he's like, what the hell, man? And then you fight him. Well, I didn't know that. I knew that you had to get a deer head, but I did not know that you needed two deer heads. So mm-hmm. I go I go there with one because that's the drop rate. I only got one. And I go up and I put it up there and it's like, "Now nah, you got you need another one. Can't summon it with only one." And I was like, "Ah, man. Well, I don't have very much time until my stream ends. I'm just going to wander around. Oh, what's this cave?" It says Troll cave? I guess I'll go into this troll cave. Oh, hey, look, there's a giant troll. I'm going to shoot it. And so I shot it with an arrow, and it turned around and killed me. Uh, It did take two hits for it to kill me. Uh, I, I will say that that was not the first time I died. The first time I died, I chopped down a tree, and it fell on me. Oh, yeah, me too. 
Okay, it's not just me because I knew that was no. going to happen. I knew you could get hurt by the trees, so I kept running away. And the one time I didn't run away, it just came and crashed down on my head, and I died. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I'll be smart. I'll stand on this side of the tree, and then it won't fall on on any of my stuff. And then I, I stood there, and I was like, oh, no, it's still falling in the wrong direction. I'll just push it with my body, and then I died. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's Valheim. It's it's not a bad game. I think that if I could get Aroa together for a night to play that game, we could have some fun. I think that would be good. Also it it is um it is early access, I believe. Uh yeah. So and they, they do have a roadmap planned. They have apparently sold over one million copies, which is great. Um I think that's that's gonna be a it's gonna be a popular streamer game. That seems like a seems like perfect streamer bait. Yeah, yeah, and I think that yeah. So I'll, I'll try to get together with you Friday or Saturday and see if you want to play that. I know you've been doing Saturdays with your family though. Yeah, yeah. The I, Friday, Friday would be better. I, I, I should have probably worded that better, but whatever. Um, so let's let's move on, and we're gonna talk about some stories. Uh, this is one that we kind of missed last week. We we knew about it, we just didn't talk about it. Uh, Plex was having some issues. Now, if anybody knows what Plex is, it's basically you host your own with your own media that you own that you purchase legally. You can host your own uh, like Netflix service where you load it up and you can watch it in your house or you can log into your account and have it stream to uh, other areas that where you're at as long as you legally own the stuff that you have on your Plex server. Are you serious? That's a Plex for? Yeah. See, yeah I've for... been using Plex as a uh, a low orbit ion cannon to DDoS basically anyone I don't like. You can watch oh. Netflix on there though? It, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a secondary method is you can use it to watch watch movies and stuff. But uh apparently oh. the the main method is DDoSing people. Yeah, that's what I always used them for. Yeah. Nathan's like, why does my stream look like crap? <laughs> <laughs> Why is my network usage very, very high on this? Uh, but anyway, as as we have alluded to, somebody has figured out a way to ab- abuse the Plex Media server to make attacks uh, for DDoSing more efficient. Uh, more potent is what it says here, but more efficient. It's really, it's more efficient when you can get more people helping you on accident yeah. to DDoS things. Well, it's so... Uh, it. It isn't exactly like just turning Plex servers into botnets, because that's kind of what it makes it sound like. Um, it's more complicated than that. Uh, it kind of allows you to send bigger amounts, like bigger data to your targeted location. Uh, so instead of of like a like a tiny like several byte length of of stuff you're sending upwards of like 300 bytes worth of of packets to which uh, isn't a lot location but it's not a lot but if you're hammering a server from various locations with that like say thousands of locations and like you're you're doing that and the server's not prepared for it uh then it it gets out of control yeah 
And so they have done two patches, two updates on the Plex server to address this issue. So I think that we're going to be okay. Uh, it has to do with the way that Plex servers are set up where they open a certain port on your, your... You have to open a certain port for you to have access outside of your network. And apparently people were misconfiguring their routers, which was causing uh, kind of a loophole where people could come in and mess... There's like a little backdoor that people could come into your router through that port and manipulate the Plex server to send those packets over to... Uh, you know, victims that they felt that needed to be DDoSed. I don't know who those people are, but, uh, or like I, what, who what, were say, being DDoSed? I can say for sure that, uh, the, this is definitely being actively used. Uh, uh, my company sent out a notification saying that they were aware of certain other companies, uh, that have been targeted using this specific attack. So, uh, it's definitely out there. Um, my, my advice is to just not use Plex, but if you like Plex, then maybe you want to disable that port on your router. And if you don't know what that means, then stop, stop using Plex. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Um, uh, but again, and, uh, they, they have been actively working on getting it updated. Uh, I've been monitoring, monitoring my traffic. Uh, and I haven't seen any uptick or, or usage for that. So I think that I haven't been hit by it, but let the, and, and, and with that in it, like, like in line with that, um, let this be a reminder to anyone who does run in home servers, any kind of services, uh, that might potentially hit the internet, uh, make sure that it's secure and that you're not a little idiot like me. Um, because my BitTorrent uh, client uh, on my server uh, got exploited because um, I'm an idiot. See, uh, I didn't realize that QBitTorrent, by default, exposes itself to the clear web. Oh, that's um, not good. Yeah, so uh, if you don't set an admin password on your home QBitTorrent, uh, server, then anyone can just log into the web UI uh, on QubitTorrent and put whatever the fuck they want in your torrent queue and can delete your whole torrent queue. Oh, that's so, not good. So, yeah. Because uh, I was like, I logged in to my torrent client uh, where I was seeding a lot of uh, free and legal uh, Linux distributions. And, uh, they were all gone. Everything was gone. And I was like, oh, I must have fucked something up somewhere. I, uh, what did I do? Why, why did it forget all these torrents? And then I went into, so I have it set to where it saves every torrent that I download. Uh, it, it copies the torrent file into a directory just in case I need it again for whatever reason. And, um, I found a bunch of torrent files in there that I definitely did not download. Yeah. Um one of which was a thing that uh it seemed a little too like non-specific or maybe too specific 
uh, to just kind of be a, a non-issue. Like it wasn't pirated software. There was something else weird going on there. Um, and it turned out, so it was called XM rig, uh, yeah. which is a Monero miner. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 I remember that. So, yeah. so this dude, uh, this Russian dude, I found out, um, logged into my torrent client, uh, downloaded a, a Monero miner from himself onto my server, presumably with the intent of then turning it into a Monero mining rig. But luckily, everything else on my server is locked down properly, and he wouldn't have been able to get outside of the BSD jail that Cubit Torn is in anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, keep your shit safe. Uh, I ended up finding, uh, thanks to him being kind of foolish and downloading all the config info as part of that torrent, uh, I found his address the 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 bit or Monero address and found that he was sending it all to a pool and so I contacted the support team of that mining pool and let them know about it and then they banned him so I really hope he yeah. lost a lot of money because of that uh yeah I mean it was it was only like a couple hundred bucks but I'm sure that that's a lot in Russia I don't know I don't know about Russia money I, I I don't know. I imagine that it's not as much as we have, but uh, I assume you've put a password on that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I disabled now, its ability to hit the internet entirely because I don't want it to be able to hit the internet other than for downloading and uploading uh, le legal Linux distributions. Yeah, uh, how do you disable that? <laughs> um, Just a quick question. So you, you go into Tools, Options... Uh, connection. Uh, I think, and then uh, is it connection? No, it's web UI. Web UI. Uh, and first off, you can disable use UPnP, and uh, I think that should be all you have to really do. That and and then just revoke, uh, or stop forwarding port eighty eighty to. What about use web user web user interface? Just have that turned off. Well, you have to have it on, is the thing. If you're if you're running it on a server, like if oh, you just right. have QubitTorrent on your on your computer, then no, it doesn't matter. Just turn off Web UI. You don't need it. Yeah. Um. But I'm using it on uh on my TrueNAS server, so the oh, only right. way I have to control it is either command line or the Web UI, and I'd really Ooh. rather use the Web UI. That makes so, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I have to have it on, but it needs to be locked only to my network, which I thought it was, but I apparently never set uh, an admin password because I just told it to bypass authentication as long as it was the request was coming from inside my network. Oh, I see. That makes sense. All right. Uh, well, that that makes a lot of sense. Let's move on to our next story, real quick. Um, we we. We know that there have been some movements by like uh, Epic Game Store, and then there's another third-party app, or Epic, not Epic Game Store, but Epic, and there was a third-party application loader uh, for iOS that has been oh, suing. Yeah, yeah, that has been suing uh, Apple. North Dakota is floating a bill, which I doubt is going to pass but i do like the the idea behind it 
uh, it says North Dakota lawmakers float bill targeting mon- monopolistic app stores. So basically targeting Apple and not necessarily Google because on Android phones, you can actually load third-party applications and, and app stores. So they're, they're floating a, a build that will basically make it so that Apple would have to allow you to install app stores from other people other than Apple. And I like this a lot. God, yes. Like it, it all, it was weird to me. And I was thinking about it after we had that discussion about it. I was thinking about it thinking, you know, it's really weird that Apple is able to lock, like you own the hardware, but they're able to lock it down so much that you can't install another app store. And that seems like it should be illegal. Like, it seems like you should be able to do really what you want with that. I mean, you start to get into the area of right to repair, I think, at that point, because it's similar to, uh, well, it's similar to, like, how Apple does everything, because their their hardware is locked down, or their PC hardware, rather, is is locked down in much the same way. Uh, But um, with cars... For example, uh, one thing that I'm kind of back and forth with people who are more car people on uh, is the the increased computerization of cars uh, and how, like, in some cases, you can't replace simple parts without them having the DRM uh, dealt with by their stupid software. Uh, So... There at my previous job, uh, I actually worked with a lot of car dealerships mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Volkswagen in particular had this problem where there was software called Etka, and Etka was the only way that you could uh, view parts and manuals for Volkswagen vehicles. You could only open like individual manuals at any one time. So if you needed to, say, look at how to replace a catalytic converter and you also needed to see how to replace uh, an intake manifold or some other car part, I don't car, uh, you have to first close out the catalytic converter part of the manual and then open the other manual because, God forbid, you you see too much data at any one time and then somehow steal it and sell it to competitors or some shit. Um, their their guide is a singleton what <laughs> like i i work on maybe not necessarily cars but i work on computer stuff all the time where it's like okay i'm gonna open four of these so i could have the four pages i need open at the same time oh yeah yeah it's not like it's not like with dell where you can go on their website and just download the fucking uh assembly manual that like shows you how to take out every every individual component of all their computers you don't even have to have like a service tag or anything so who is Uh, this help like knowing this it makes me not want to buy a volkswagen vehicle because that just means if anything gets done to it it needs to be by you know somebody who has either their training or more than likely not training but just they're okay to say yeah you could do it here take this piece of shit software yeah don't talk to us and it is a piece of shit. Uh, the fucking UI is like default Java 
assets for the most part mm -hmm. uh like and it it takes forever to install because it only is available on discs there are, there's no flash drive version so like walking somebody through installing it requires them putting in and taking out uh i think it was three dvds for this garbage software and like it's it's just a nightmare to work with the authentication doesn't work half the time and it doesn't explain to you why it's not working it just goes ah it's it, you did something wrong i don't i don't know because you have there are individual ids attached to each workstation at a dealership and you can't swap out the workstations without going back to the 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 back end of the edka system and changing which computer it's tied to like it's a fucking nightmare and it, but, we have some applications in my current job where we have to do license management like that and every time we have to handle it it just makes me think that it's an outdated antiquated way of doing things what person in their right mind would lock it down to a device like that when you could do uh network-based authentication logins or something like that right who benefits from having all of this locked down to just one device like even even like having a, a dongle or something which the whole dongle drm thing is also really stupid but at least that's something you can just you can pull it out and plug it into another computer like a flash drive and there's your license like alternatively it's 2021 let me just fucking download it what the fuck it, yeah uh like that that was actually something i i did without telling them is i i would rip the dvds so that I could just copy it to the different computers and could install it to multiple machines at once over the network. Good on uh, you. Like I, <laughs> I might go and uh, tweet Volkswagen today and be like, "Hey, why do you expect people to use your services?" <laughs> Fix like, it. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. And if if the update doesn't, if if updating the the software doesn't work out, like something arbitrary goes wrong, you just have to uninstall all of it and start over from from the beginning. And three discs worth of installation. How long does that take? Uh, it was at least an hour, if not two hours, per per install. It just depends on how it, it's a disc drive. So like, some of them go at the right speed, and some of them don't. <laughs> like, yeah. And and like, don't let that fucking disc get scratched up in the fucking dealership in the maintenance department, like where there's dust and like fucking probably fiberglass and shit all over the place. Like mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just, it's We're calling you out Volkswagen. You made a mistake <laughs> and you need to fix it. And, and like every, every mechanic that I talked to said, if there's one fucking car that I won't buy, it's a goddamn Volkswagen because of this shit. That's and, exactly what I was saying. It's, it's yeah. hurting their cause more than anything else. Right. Like, I think that they want to have the kind of Apple authoritarian uh, standing that they they just can't have by doing that kind of thing. Uh, that's kind of why I, as much as I like Teslas as vehicles, I don't think I'd ever buy one because they have the same bullshit. And yeah. there are probably multiple other foreign and domestic car companies that do the same shit we just don't know about it so that's like eh, like eventually if if we don't fight back against this kind of thing where yeah you can install apps as long as we say it's okay then we're gonna end up with that for everything 
you're you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to replace the catalytic converter on your fucking toyota uh corolla because in 2033 the the catalytic converter has a little drm chip on it like a fucking printer ink cartridge that you have to run through a scanner first before it's active or like a fucking xbox 360 what's probably going to happen and i'm going to call it now go um check into the Reaton Entertainment channel 10 years from now when it ultimately becomes true, is if if people start locking down their cars like this, open source hacks are going to become very popular. Yeah. Why, are yeah. some, why is somebody going to buy a car that lasts for five years, the parts last for one year, and you can't replace them without buying their proprietary piece of shit overpriced bullshit? Like, we're, we're not in a make-it-to-last environment anymore. Why are you going through the effort of making things so hard to replace if you're going to make them need to be replaced anyways? Well, the thing that introduced money, me the thing that introduced me to all of this in the first place was finding out that John Deere tractors have been doing this for years now. Yep. They they've been doing it for for the better part of a decade if not longer where you you have to have John Deere's software to authenticate parts to put them into a tractor. It will not start if that DRM is not is not bypassed in some way. And that's fucking ridiculous. Like you should not have to have somebody push a button on a computer to say yes, this fucking thing, this part can go into your fucking machine. Well, like well, no. It's it you brought up Tesla and what I don't like about Tesla is they give you a big battery and you have to pay to use it. Yeah. Like, the battery that's in there is enough to do whatever the 70 kilowatt hour battery or whatnot, but you have to pay extra for them to unlock that feature. And yeah, the, the, that's the bullshit. cells are in there are in every Tesla, every, every Tesla model three or model S or whatever has the same battery but if you want the the larger capacity you have to pay for it yeah and they just flip a switch and it turns it on yeah which i think that it part of me thinks it might be better to just go with the lower rated battery because then it'll probably last longer but yeah presumably still. it would like it would do like an ssd and like as cells degrade then it would switch over to the the better cells yeah. Which might have been the idea in the first place, but then they were like, "Wait, we can have people just buy access to the bigger, or the other cells." Ha 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 ha! Yes, kind of, kind of like um, was it was it uh, was it AMD? I believe that did that with processors at one point. Was it? Was it AMD I, that I, did that with processor? I don't know. I uh, well, it, well, okay, no, I, I, like, I think I know what you're so talking the, about. The the Phenom Two X Fours, uh, yeah. That so, had like the two disabled cores because they weren't like quite stable enough or whatever. Yeah. So actually, what what that was, uh, from what I understand, they would have a quad core processor, and sometimes the yields were not great, and so one of the cores just wasn't up to snuff, and so instead, for a actually a pretty significant discount, they would just sell those chips as triple core processors. Yeah. And yeah. The Phenom Two X Three. But here's the thing. They would not charge you to unlock them, but you could unlock them. Yeah. You could find out ways. Supposed to. 
yeah, you could find ways to unlock them, and usually everything was fine. Like you, funnily enough, it, it became a selling point on some motherboards where yeah. it just had core unlocker. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I don't think AMD cared because they're like, that was back in the 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 dark days oh. of AMD. <laughs> that so, was like, fuck, they're getting money. Yeah, yeah, that that was like right whenever they were they were hitting the point of we might die. So yeah. Yeah, I'm happy that they're not dead, though. Uh, let's move on to Intel's, our next story. Intel's going to come back. Hey, Intel's you know what? Be... I like it. I like it. I like that Intel's coming back. I like that there's competition in the CPU space. Really hey, hope yep. there's some competition in the GPU space at some point in our lifetime. But if, if AMD stock starts dropping, you better believe that I'm going to pull my $500 out. Yeah, probably. Probably. I We should have done that. You're going to pull your $10,000 out? I did not fucking. I don't want to talk about it. it was, I could have put, I could have put one thousand dollars in there, bro, man. What, bro, bro? Invest in Dogecoin. Why? I'm telling you right now, man. Buy like, buy like ten thousand Dogecoin. I I already have thirty one hundred Dogecoin. Wait, do you really? I do. <laughs> Cause I have I I have funny money right now. I only have a few hundred dollars in my Robinhood account, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a couple hundred dollars worth of Dogecoin and see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. I've lost Man. money. For, for I haven't been able to afford dinner the last two days. Fuck you. <laughs> trading I, trading cryptocurrency has been such a rush. Like I've just it, it's gambling, 100% gambling. But I've I have increased the amount of money that I put in by 12% just by watching for whenever the bar goes down and then buying and then waiting for it to go back up and then I sell it. I have made in the last three months uh, $242 on the stock market. Like, so man, I, I, I get it. I, I get why people do this day trading shit. Man, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. But you gotta have $25,000 to legally day trade actual stocks, which is stupid as fuck. Really? Yeah. That's dumb. I don't. Have if that if you trade, if you trade more than three stocks of of the same stock over the course of, I think it's like a week or something like something stupid like that, something arbitrary, uh, then you have to be counted as a day trader, or else uh, there are huge fines that are put against your brokerage company. Robinhood just won't let you do it. You ever unless think... you have twenty five thousand dollars. So why think is that only rich people can play these games? Yeah, exactly. That's... that's yes. That's what I was saying. That's what and I was saying. And why aren't say. we just like uprising? There's a lot of us. We could do it. That's it's what I was always been say. the formal opinion of the written entertainment that we should eat the rich. No, Nathan no. says that all the time. What I was gonna say is, you ever feel like it's a game we're not invited to? That that seems. This is fucking reindeer games. That's what that's what I'm saying. Fucking reindeer games, and the ninety nine percent are fucking Rudolph, you know. Yeah. Um. Anywho, <laughs> it's about that for an analogy, motherfucking pleb. I, I don't think it was perfect, but <laughs> a for effort. Yeah. So we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about another story. Uh, this is actually one I think Aroa might be excited about. Sonic the Hedgehog two is coming to cinemas in twenty twenty two. Why the fuck what? are we talking about this? It's a what do you video mean? Why are we talking movie? about this? I'm excited. 
Aroa Dude, loves. I never actually saw the first Sonic movie. I, the I know first... it was okay, I guess. Yeah. I, I would give it a solid seven. Like, from my memory, at least. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't great, yeah. but, you know. It was, it was so good. much better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that it, it it was better. I liked, I liked Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. Thought he was fun. Surprisingly so. Yeah. Like, I I was like, oh no, it's a it's a skinny Robotnik. Like, it's not going to make any sense that he's called Eggman. And there were there were a lot of things I didn't like. I didn't like Sonic like referring to Donut Donut Man and like that. Uh, I, I got that, like, the point was that, oh, he calls people funny nicknames, and that's going to lead into him calling Robotnik Eggman. Yeah. Like, haha, okay, I get it. Uh, but, yeah, and, like, the ending was kind of, like, it, it, it's just Sonic wins now. That's it. That's the end. Are you sure you like this movie? No, I, I did. I yeah. did because, like, for a video game movie in the modern day, it was surprisingly all right. Like I, I wasn't bored at really any point, and it was it was entertaining enough, uh, and it pandered to me being a a man child Sonic fan uh, in you know in my adulthood. So, yeah, I I am very hopeful that they will get rid of all the humans, and it'll just be Tails and Sonic romping around America. In Sonic 2. They probably won't do that. But I'm hoping they will. Now when do you think that Christian will be invited to be on the cast of Sonic Adventure 2? That'll be in uh, Sonic Episode 4. So so 3 we have to introduce Knuckles. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in 4 that's where they'll fuck everything up. Change the art style for no apparent reason. And uh, no one will like it. And then we'll have uh, Sonic Mania, the movie, and everything will be good again. I would watch a Sonic Mania movie. It'd be like um, Into the Spider-Verse, but it's just autistic people. (laughs) What is with this episode? We've been burning on the autistic people. Like Uh, Formal apologies. I think we were doing that before we started recording, actually. We did. Uh, We we still have it in our system. We need to shake that out. We we have to say that we, we have... All the love for autistic people here at the Reet Entertainment Podcast. Um, I mean, I probably am the autisming. Please don't sue us. I think we all are. Please, please don't sue us for discrimination. It's um, not discrimination. Nah, I it's mean, kind of discrimination. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, our last, our last Something story. else. Anything else. Anything else. Uh, ISPs have stepped up. And they are fighting a very valid foe, uh, SpaceX. Now, I don't really like giving you know to any credit to Elon Musk, really. But uh, from what I've seen with the SpaceX demos that have been being released to places like uh, Linus Tech Tips, is that it seems to be a really viable service, uh, or that it could be a very viable service when fully launched. Did you guys watch that Linus Tech Tips or any of the other YouTubers that have gotten the SpaceX beta units? I haven't watched any of the SpaceX stuff. For for Starlink. For Starlink. I saw on YouTube 
uh, uh ltt did like a, a short thing that just showed off the the unit they also did I one where they hooked it up i didn't i didn't watch anything like substantial it's, it, they, they were running about 100 by 20 with 27 milliseconds of ping Hey, I mean, over fucking satellite, that's pretty, that's pretty epic, bro. I know, that, that's really good. Like, I was like, I could use that, like, and be fine, really. Like, but I could stream with that. That's like, the upload, at least, is double what I got right now. Yeah. Copper. And so, it seems very viable, but the ISPs are coming, and they're saying that they believe it won't work, that it, it will run into issues by 2027, 2028. It says uh, more broadband industry groups are lining up against SpaceX bid to get nearly $900 million in FCC funding. I First off, I don't like that because that's using taxpayer money for a private business. And if you're using taxpayer money for a private business, then we should get the taxpayers should get cheaper service or free service if we're paying for that we're if if we're giving them nearly a nearly a billion dollars then they should give us free service does does that make sense to me or to you but 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 then how do you make money uh they just got 900 million dollars from us <laughs> Um, Have you ever considered fuck them? Yeah. So, but but SpaceX is going out and they're like, hey, we want this nearly billion dollars so that we can create these satellites, put them in orbit, and and make this a, a viable solution for certain people because it will hopefully be a viable solution for people. Um, two groups representing fiber and rural, rural, rural internet providers today uh or yesterday it's this is a while ago a few days ago uh submitted a report to the fcc claiming that starlink will hit a capacity shortfall in 2028 when the satellite service may be required to hit a major fcc deployment deadline so they're saying oh hey we know seven years from now starlink isn't going to be able to do it so you shouldn't give them money yeah, they're just going, no, 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 just don't, just don't do it. Just don't, don't even try. Don't even try. No, no, we're good. We don't need it. Nah, no. Like, yeah. It, uh, so good on the ISPs for shaking in their boots. Yeah. It, it's, like, it's, yeah, that's what this is. It's yeah, exactly. Disgusting. It, there it's was disgusting a study. Like everything that ISPs do. So, so it says there was a study commissioned by the Fiber Broadband Association and NTCA, the Rural Broadband uh, Association. They are urging the FCC to carefully examine whether SpaceX Starlink broadband service should receive money from the uh, RDOF, which recently awarded SpaceX $885.51 million over 10 years to bring Starlink to... 642,925 homes and businesses in 35 states. The funding for SpaceX and other ISPs won't be finalized until the FCC reviews their long-form applications, which were submitted after the reverse auction. I don't know what that is, but... Um, 
basically, ISPs are upset that Starlink might actually work and take some of their business. Now, what Starlink is, if if you haven't seen this, is instead of putting the satellites in orbit so that it goes exactly with the Earth, because typically what happens is there's a satellite that you point to and it's in perfect orbit with the Earth, and that means it has to be miles outside or that it means that to be miles away from the earth uh and i don't know the exact distance but it's got to be in sync with the the earth so that it's pointing at just one location however spacex is with their starlink program going to put just a ton like thirty-five thousand satellites in low earth orbit which means that it won't be perfectly synced and you won't get access to one satellite. Uh, you won't, it won't be specifically one satellite that you have access to because they'll be shifting, but there will be so many satellites that they'll be able to cover a wider range uh, and potentially into smaller areas while also giving you better speed and latency, as we mentioned earlier, where it was running at like 24 to 27 milliseconds of latency rather than the generally 7 to 900 milliseconds of latency of a normal satellite dish. Yeah, it's... not to mention the speeds are ridiculous compared to what satellite internet gives you right now. Yeah, because they can give you like, I don't know, like 30 megs, maybe. Yeah, if you want to pay a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously small. Uh, so the the good news is that this might be able to help people in smaller areas, uh, or even if you're even if you're in a bigger area and you just want like a second internet just in case your internet goes down, then you could have something to fall back fall back on. Or if you have like a Plex server that you want to run. Uh, <laughs> And you just want to have that on a different internet so people can use you it while to, you you're streaming. You want to literally have a low-orbit ion cannon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I I like this. I will if if Starlink comes out, and I'm still making the same amount of money I'm right now. I would not mind putting down the money to test it out. Uh, just because it it seems like a great solution for a problem that, that actually exists because it's, it's really bad. It's really bad in rural areas. I've had to do remote support work for people on satellite internet before. (laughs) Talk about a shitty experience. Like I, I also like to point out um, what this can do for infrastructure like in terms of, of businesses uh, that have to deal with rural locations, because uh, with the nature of my work, we have a lot of locations that are in the middle of a field somewhere. And uh, right now our only options are either a fucking T1 line or um, cellular internet. And um, I don't know how much you've had to deal with, with cellular internet 
in keeping up a constant data stream. But uh, if the fucking clouds go in the wrong spot or just the atmospheric conditions change to be just the wrong way, uh, everything falls apart and you lose network connectivity for like an hour. Um, it's great. So something like this is fucking fantastic for places like that because it's it, it just is satellites coming from space. It, it like you don't have to deal with with a lot of that garbage. Um, I am curious as to whether or not they have to deal with like, uh, like I, I haven't had TV in a long time, so I don't know if if satellite TV still has a problem where like it gets too cloudy, and then you don't have TV anymore. Um, so it's still a thing, you know. You don't have yeah. TV either. So uh, I don't, I, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have TV. No. <laughs> my 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 cable company is kind of bullshit where it's a terabyte of data that you can you can transfer a month uh and then after that it charges you i think it's fifty dollars for or no it's ten dollars for every 50 gigs that you do um god what a fucking racket but then after you go uh you do that three times so after you go over the 50 uh three times you do another 150 that's 30 extra dollars and then they stop charging you so it's basically unlimited after that that's so stupid. it is uh but if you if it's you get it's obviously them them going like we don't do it don't you fucking do it don't if, you, fine fine if you, whatever but if you get a tv package that's at least 50 to 60 bucks then it's uh it's unlimited data. Oh fuck them. Yeah, so it's just it's it's bullshit. They should just have unlimited data. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't have TV. I haven't I I have Sling that I watch <laughs> barely ever. Yeah, it's almost like almost like TV fucking fucking sucks or something. Yeah. Um just use they... Nathan's low orbit ion cannon. That's what I do for all my TV needs. <laughs> They uh, it really is. Yeah, actually. yeah, because Connor mailed all of his DVD collections right. to Nathan so that he could rip them, and then Connor could watch them. But Nathan doesn't watch them. Yeah, only Connor does. Only I watch them. Sharing what? them would be illegal. Right. <laughs> uh, they specifically mentioned CenturyLink and Frontier, uh, which uh, I don't know if this is nationwide, but. Uh, CenturyLink is now called Lumen where I live. Um, I have no idea. Not that that really matters much, but just so if you ever see the word Lumen, know that it's still the same garbage company that CenturyLink always was. Oh, uh, did they change? Century... I, th I think there's CenturyLink here. Yeah, there's still CenturyLink. Okay. Here. Yeah. So CenturyLink... bad they had to rebrand. <laughs> yeah, they, like they're fucking garbage, and so is Frontier. Frontier services mostly rural areas, and wow, I hate them. I hate them so much. They have like two technicians to cover like a fucking. I don't know what's what's bigger than a mile. Is there anything bigger than a mile? Because it's like a thousand of those. Thousand two miles. miles. <laughs> Five hundred two miles. An acre. No. Acres. Acres. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I a don't ten thousand acre. I don't fucking know what a, what it. It's big, big area. It sucks. You have to wait like three days for a technician to go out to your fucking shack in the middle of the woods to to go. Ah, uh, yep. Cable cut. All right, I'll be back here tomorrow to hook up a new cable. Uh, fucking. And you're like, I can just. Them. 
You're like, I can just do it. Just give me the stuff. I'll do it. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know what a T1 line even is. And I could probably do it. Fucking. A T1 line runs at like 1.5 megs. Sure does. (laughs) It sure does. Most of the time. Unless a farmer runs over the line. Then it doesn't run. Uh, There was so much snow and ice here. Not here where I'm at. Like, I didn't lose any power. But I have a friend, our our good pal, pal of the show, Roguish Bard, um, lives in, you know, north, northwest Oregon in the Valley-ish area. And um, over 200,000 people lost their power because of so <laughs> much snow and ice. And apparently the snow and ice took out a transformer and I was talking to somebody, apparently I have an acquaintance who works for the power company uh, up there. And he's like, yeah, so I've been dealing with this shit and reports (laughs) are saying that the transformer looked like fireworks were going off. So that's not good. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's not, it's not good. I'm really, really looking forward to uh, having nearly a foot of snow where I live, which I know isn't much apparently for you, but uh, man, one year, one year I was, I got it. I worked at consumer cellular. I'm going to, I'm going to bash that company right now. Piss me off. I worked for consumer cellular. We we had a lot of snow and it got down to negative 20 degrees. So, you know, a bit chilly outside. And my ride, because I didn't have a car at the time, my carpool buddy pulled out of her parking lot, or pulled out of her driveway, drove down the road, slid and hit a snowbank, and then backed up and went home. Uh, Because that's, because she's like, nope, can't do it. And so, you know, it was not safe to go to work because it was negative 20 outside. And in the handbook, it said something about inclement weather. It said, if you have inclement weather, you can work the next week, just work an extra day to make up that time and you, you won't get in trouble. Uh, but because it was the last day of the pay period, they said, oh no, you, you miss that day. You can't make it up. And also, we're gonna give you a, a coaching opportunity. Oh, what the fuck! So we're gonna we're gonna because you got three, uh, not coaching opportunities. They were um, basically that. They're like you got three times where you could fuck up and Pips? not not show up to work or whatever. Like you could call in three or four times oh, before you got oh, let go. I- Okay. And so they, you had to like accept, like they would send you this thing and say, Hey, do you want, do you accept this? We need you to sign this thing saying that you acknowledge that you messed up. And I was like, I'm not going to do that because the handbook clearly states that we should have been able to make that up. And it was unsafe to come to work to that, that day. Less than 10% of the company came to work that day. I think it was your fault for fucking trying to write us all up. Yeah. Um, so I Remember, you could just like break your boss's arm or nose 
Don't do that. And he's probably. We do but not. I, if, if my boss had sent me in a negative twenty degree weather, I probably would have broken his arm. It. Yeah, I mean, some I, things are worth a trip to HR. <laughs> I think that would be. It's going to keep on happening. I think that would be a trip to uh, court at that point. Some uh, things are worth a trip to court. You're endangering human lives. It really, it really was not safe. Like driving in negative twenty weather is not something you want to do, especially at like six a.m. Uh, the next day, we were uh, we were actually able to get to work, and uh, it was still very very cold outside. Uh, so cold, in fact, that the heater in the car wasn't working. Like it was on and it was pushing as much hot air as it could. It just wasn't doing anything. It was still just freezing in the car. So, uh, companies suck. And I, I don't remember why I brought that up, but I just wanted to talk about inclement weather and how uh, fucked some places because they think that your life is less important than work. Is that is that good? That good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if your boss makes you work like that, don't um, listen throw them to down Connor. The don't listen to Connor. Drive your car into their legs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. That is a little extreme. You're right. Drive their car into their legs. There you go. <laughs> your car had nothing to do with this. That's not right. Yeah, that's not fair to your car. No. <laughs> Please don't do Nobody any listens of the things. to this anyways, Nathan. Don't worry. Ash <laughs> does. Ash listens to this and... Hi, Ash. Ash will agree with us. I don't think Ash will agree with us, and we want to put a disclaimer that uh, Connor and Aroa are idiots. Do not listen to anything they say. Um, but I do want to thank you for both being here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was here. And we'll be back next week recording some more video game and tech news podcast things. We'll uh, be back catch... next week to tell you how you can assassinate your boss without anyone knowing. <laughs> International catch... Waters are your friends. Catch Clinton's Core Classics at Clinton's Core Classics. Goodbye. Sure.